0: everyone hannah from what in the wedding here i just want to touch base and let you know that ashley and i decided that timelines and everything that goes into timelines since it's the most important part of your wedding day in a lot of ways needed to be a two-part series so if you get to the end of this episode and feel like we edited to an abrupt halt that would be correct it was intentional we realized halfway through the podcast episode that we were going to have to break
1: it up so just wanted to put that out there let's get to the episode bye just give it to me. I carry a satchel with me all day. It goes right in there. A satchel. And that's that.
0: Welcome to What in the Wedding, a wedding planning podcast where we help you expect the
1: expected. That's right. We said expect the expected. Because while you probably don't attend a lot of weddings... We do. So sit back, relax, and listen while we chat all things weddings. Enjoy! Enjoy. Enjoy. Ah, there you go with the singing again. <laughs> I told you at the
0: wedding show to quit making me look bad with the theatrics. No.
1: <laughs> Calm <laughs> it down with the theatrics.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking we should probably change that opening second line because, man, it's a stumbler. And no matter who does it,
1: me, you, who, <laughs> who, I know, it's always just going to be wait, you know what? I'm going to stop us because. I don't see my little guy moving anymore.
0: You He's know, like moving. your little.
1: You, you see know, him? I can
0: see him. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Never mind. Everyone, we're just talking about the little mic. That's our little guy. <laughs> oh. Hey, no. you know one of Hannah. One of our brides actually, we Hannah and I had just done a t- tasting recently, and one of our brides said, "I cannot stop laughing." when I listen to your podcast and I'm like it's because we're just who we are like that's why and we're just wild and a mess <laughs> I think,
0: all right okay I honestly- sorry No, I I'll do our little intro here in a second, but I do think that uh, multiple couples told me the same thing at the wedding show that we were at, and I kind of laughed and I'm like, oh God, is are you laughing at us in a good way? And they said, oh yeah, like we we know like we just we can't wait for our wedding and this and that, and I'm like, well, that's good because honestly, we don't fake it at all. So no, if you're enjoying the the you know the the the, all the things on the podcast, you'll enjoy us on our wedding day because your wedding day because it's gonna be the exact same.
1: Literally the exact same. Like Hannah and I both were like, oh, we were so spicy in those last couple of episodes. And then I think it's because it's not that. We were just like ready to have some relaxation time. Yeah. We love weddings so much, but we were both just like so tired and looking at each other and we're like, okay, we're going to take a couple of weeks off just because – We give so much to our weddings. That's exactly right. We just give so much to them.
0: And it was the end of the year, and we had a lot of, you know, we've talked about. We had a lot of things coming out of left field, and it was, you know,
1: (laughs) so many wild. Anyways, that's a little backstory.
0: Yes. So today, there you go again.
1: Today I'm Sorry, but that sounded like Barry White, so I was like kind of impressed.
0: <laughs> I can't with you. Okay, today we are going today. to talk timelines and all things timelines from a planner perspective, a photographer's perspective, but first, we should yes. do some general life updates because we in, here in What in the Wedding have been hiding some big news for a couple of months and we've decided that it's time not we, you. It's not my (laughs) news (laughs) to tell. So take it away, Ashley.
1: (laughs) I am uh, pregnant with a little girl. She is due um, in May, end of May. Yay. Yay. It's so exciting. But also, it's like we've been trying for a really long time and not successful. So we're really, really excited. But Hannah's been through it with me. If y'all can remember her constantly like reminding me or finishing my sentences, I have had the worst baby brain of actual life. Like, I just forget everything all the time. And I've been extremely sick for literally half of this pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear you. Oh, no. Hello. Oh, you're back. You're back. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. So we started <laughs> – started. I shocked you so
1: much you fell out of your chair and took your microphone with
0: you. No, I started to say we got the podcast idea in like August-ish and then September we started this and got it all done and then I think it was October you rolled into my studio and you're like, before we start anything, I'm pregnant and I just – I didn't know what to say
1: because it was just like – Because we had already planned start- all this.
0: I know and then everyone was probably thinking why is Hannah rudely like guiding Ashley on the words to say well it was because if any of you a lot of you have probably not had pregnancy brain but for those of you listening who have had pregnancy brain before it literally short circuits the way that you think sometimes and I was just trying to assist while help her keep this secret and it just looked like I was being rude so now you all know
1: (laughs) And I think probably why I brought up we were spicy, those last, like, ooh, those were my, like, really trials and tribulations. Like, I was really going through it. Like, it was constant nausea for, like, days upon days. And I was like, I I don't know how I did it. But when I walked into my weddings, like, it was like all of that went away because, I'm so glad I have a degree in theater because it's like I played another character, like myself. I played who Ashley really is, and I had to put the pregnant, sick Ashley on the shelf and say, You better get it together, girl. Um, And it was uh, nobody ever knew. Like, there was never a time when someone was like, Are you okay? Like, they had no idea.
0: slipped and told our one couple in december just i forget well i think it was because i was like force feeding you water because you told me you weren't oh, feeling yes. good so i'm like drink water drink yeah. more water have more water drink more water because you can't <laughs> drink really this. do anything else and then i like told the couple i'm like sorry we have to take a water break she's pregnant And i'm like oh oh my <laughs> big old mouth got me in trouble now well, what are you gonna do
1: I think it was a good time though, because they were like getting ready to do their private vows. And I don't think they were, which is great. They're right. not paying attention to us at all. They just literally right. are in their zone. And we love that. So, <sighs> yes, everyone, there is going to be a new wedding planner Yay! coming to town Yay! in There's May. Something. And we're so excited. I know. We're halfway we're make there it work, now. People. So, we yes. are going to make it work. We're going to make think it work. We, I don't, I,
0: baby's I, crying. I, and I mean, we we'll already have Pesha out. barking. So. Baby's yeah,
1: Pesha already made an appearance, so I'm assuming the baby's going to make an Sorry. appearance too.
0: <laughs> no, that's totally fine. So yay! let's move on from that happy news to wedding news. And I um, scoured wedding wedding news right now. is very weird, but I think that's because the majority of the Northern Hemisphere is not in wedding season. So everything was abroad yes. or below the equator or all the things. So I pulled a TikTok. I can't play it because – The sound in it has bad words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love it. But I'll I'll play like the beginning of it. And this is from officiant Sharice. And we will tag her down in the notes. But it has a picture of the bride and groom and the officiant like handing them a clipboard. Um, so I'm going to pause it before it says the bad words. But it says, when the planner says we'll sign the license after family photos... Absolutely not,
1: respectfully. No. <laughs> no. Look at your yeah, face. sorry, go ahead. No. I'm like, who is this? Okay. So go. I go saw
0: ahead. it as a photographer <laughs> and I wanted you to talk about it because I thought to myself, have I done this? When I hardly Never. ever see the couple sign the wedding license, when does that happen?
1: It's so funny. So, I have some that do it sometimes before because things are so hectic after the ceremony that it is just too busy to then stop after ceremony when we're going right into family formals because you know what that transition looks like. It's literally like I'm getting them whisked away into like a private area while we're getting guests to cocktail hour you're getting set up for family formals and then i'm bringing them back out to you to be like okay they're all yours um it's just too busy the other if the officiant is going to be staying around this is when it takes place uh during cocktail hour or right before they're announced into the room for reception okay so really the it's i it's become this has been happening in the past year where it's become the wedding planner's problem, which is very strange for me because usually it's always been on the officiant because that's their side. It's their paperwork. They usually send it in. But I've actually, the last two weddings that I've done, the officiants literally handed it to me and said, You need to send this. I've never sent anything to my couples because I don't care. It's a stamp. Like it does not. I take right. the responsibility. Um, it's completely fine, but it does make me nervous that officiants are starting to step away from that responsibility because I'm more worried about keeping us on a timeline, getting you to your photos on time, getting you to your reception on time. Yes, photographer has her responsibilities that she's trying to get to through the timeline. So that efficient can sometimes create error in that situation. But I'm so used to it now that I I can, you know, morph into what I need to in that moment. But um, yeah, it's usually right before he'll get the signatures and the witness and all of that. And then he'll actually sign it off once he marries you, he or she marries you, and then they will send it away. Or if they're staying, they'll wait.
0: So I think yeah. that that's the evolution of wedding officiants, I'm guessing, but that the wedding officiants that we're getting more and more of our family or friends who went online and got ordained. So they don't know. Yes. They don't do it all the time. Most of them, this is their first wedding ever. So I can understand right. they don't know what to do and they know you know what to do. So they trust you more <laughs> than they trust right. themselves. Absolutely. I bet that is the shift and the change because you're not working with people whose like full-time job as an officiant or a religious individual who, you know, that's what they do every weekend. I bet that's what it is.
1: You know what, actually, but. and I so agree with you, but this last one was a Catholic priest. And he oh. – and I'm like – I know. I was so shocked. I was like, did you mm. just hand me the wedding license to mail? Because that is not of the norm. Um, so no. I, I I was like – that's what I thought when when you said that. I'm like, I thought, thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, it's because friends are marrying friends and things like that. Mm. But then I've been having like pastors, priests. I'm like, okay, mm. something's happening. So I've kind of like just made that – a checklist for myself. Like where did the marriage license go? Who has it? Did it get signed? Um, I always remind um all of my couples, whoever has the marriage license, if you're nervous that your maid of honor, your best man is going to forget it because sometimes it always lands in their hands just right. with the rings. It stays with the rings. Give it to me. Just give it to me. I carry a satchel with me all day. It goes right in there. A satchel. And that's that. My satchel. The so satchel it was of goods. <laughs>
0: When you said Catholic priest, and I thought, well, maybe he's strict, maybe he's old school. Did you know that technically and legally, once the couple has one alcoholic beverage, they should not be signing
1: anything. I know. Yes, Catholic priests are very intense about that. They won't. Some won't even marry you.
0: That's like by law. So when I worked at the hospital as a nurse and like people would go under anesthesia and we would like discharge them. One of the things that we told them was do not sign anything legal in the next 24 hours because if you would, if something like, like if anything would, be questioned in the court of law if they say were you under the influence of anything you can't legally sign a document if you've been under the influence i think which is funny Ooh, wow. because no one's going to question that yeah. marriage license but because of my you nursing know. background every time i see a couple who's been drinking at cocktail hours signing the marriage license i'm like technically
1: <laughs> technically this does not count no <laughs> <laughs> no, no! Don't do people know, ideas. No, it just, does.
0: It's like one of those things that They're I always freaking like, out now on the inside. Okay, shall we do That's wedding fun. wins? Yes. Any? Okay, I hear Woo. you have a win. I got a, a win wedding win. Wall.
1: All right. Give it to me. Yes. It was a win and a womp, which is kind of fun. Uh, and this is actually pertaining to me and vendors in general. Uh, I know we covered this in an episode before where we talk about like what happens when we're sick. So naturally I was pregnant. So I woke up one morning, we actually were going to get an ultrasound and I was like, so sick that I was like, I'm not going to make it to this ultrasound, but I made it. And the poor little baby girl was like literally buried into my placenta because she was like, you're sick and I'm sick and I can't take this. (laughs) So I was like this poor baby and I have a wedding. And, um, I actually was, it was really early. My ultrasound was 7 a.m. and then I had to be at the wedding at 10. Um, and so I was not feeling well, like to the point where I actually had to stop at a Walmart and run inside, use the restroom if you catch my drift. Oh. Said out loud while I was in the bathroom doing that, I, I, this pregnancy is rough because I didn't want people to think I had the flu and I was like, right. or intoxicated and like, Expelling everywhere. So I'm like, this is not good. Like this it, it never happened to me on a wedding day yet. I never had like full-on, like sick. Yes. I'm just gonna say it. Sickness. So yes. I uh, get back to the venue. I actually um have officially now hired a full-time coordinator, and she has been mirroring me in my second for over a dozen weddings now, and she was meeting me there, and I just looked at her and I said, I'm really gonna need you this. I'm really gonna need you today because I have never felt this bad in my life. Like I could barely open my eyes. Um, when I went to go check on the bride at the hotel, I literally I took everything I had inside of me and I was all cheery. I was like, Yay! Oh my gosh, because I was so excited for her. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like I wish I didn't feel this way. I wanna hug you, but I'm not gonna hug you because I don't, I'm pregnant. So it's probably that, but I don't know what's going on with me. Um and so. I left the hotel. I'm Erin is her name and I met her down there and she just took over. Like from her shadowing me and watching it, it made me feel so good because I was like, wow, she has just really flourished and taken this as her own and my business as her own and I love that because I want to share what I've created and and it's I've created a feeling of like complete warmth and love and happiness and security yes. with my business and that's literally what she was that day. The Aww, full picture out to Aaron. of what my business Erin girl. She just – So anyways, I that was my wedding win. She literally just came in, saved the day. I did stay through the whole wedding because I am not going to leave. I'm going to make sure I'm with that couple all day just like I promised them. Um, that I'm going to be there. So I made sure I was there for their moments and bustling the dress and getting her down the aisle and getting her back in the room and off to pictures. But Erin did all of the miscellaneous that we do so much behind the scenes. Um, and it's it just the, – she's the wedding win and the womp was, man, oh. the sickness. And I'm like, oh. now I officially know I can feel like yeah. I'm on my deathbed and make it through. And I'm like, yes. okay, if you can do that, you can do it again.
0: I, when I, w- I, you know, I, I already had had children whenever. I started. Can you? Yeah, you can hear me,
1: right? Yeah, I can hear you. What's yeah. going on with my mic? This
0: it is too early, people. Um, we took too much time off. <laughs> that's what it was. We had too much of a break. We like mass record. That was probably the other reason we were sassy. Is we recorded so many episodes so close together that it just we, we were did vibe the whole time. So um, We're better now. But no, I had already had children when I started my business. But I was pregnant when I was a nurse, and you know, at hospitals, you don't call off i mean this was even before no. they were Ugh. so short stuff. and i was sicker yes. than a dog one time in the middle of a heart cath and the nurses like sit over to the side and Ugh. this poor gentleman he's like the one having the procedure and the doctor had to pause because i was very sick in the moment. And I couldn't leave the room. Um, and the, the guy stuck his head up. He's like, is she okay? And I'm like, oh, sir, you don't need to be worried about me. But it is, I'm telling you, ladies, you decide to have children. Some Ooh. people get really lucky. And then you have people like us that are just sicker than a dog
1: sicker than and that's why i was so glad to have hannah because i was like oh somebody understands because everyone i talked to like my best friend of like literally 26 years she's like i just felt a little nauseous when i brushed my teeth and i'm like what
0: (laughs) what's wrong with me (laughs) this is now the morning sickness all day sickness pregnancy episode but
1: anyway (laughs) all right we're like scaring everybody everybody's like i'm not having kids this is terrible no it's it's just it's going great now we're feeling good, <laughs> just like this. Pol- just
0: like this podcast, you know, honesty is always the best policy. All right, timelines. It really is timelines. Let's talk. Oh, Hannah and I love
1: timelines. timelines. We oh, love, I love them. A good
0: Timeline, yes. So, yes. from a planner's perspective, where do you start? Like when when someone when a couple says, "What about our timeline?" What does that look like for you?
1: So you know, my favorite thing. What are your expectations for that day? Um, I love to ask that. What is the most important to you? Um, the both of you, you know, what is a make or break for you on that day? Do you want me full on minute by minute, have this down to like, you're stepping into your shoes? Or I like to keep my timelines very detailed and in uh, general. I've seen a lot of planners that literally like at 852, at 859, at nine ten, that is absolutely insanity. And actually, Erin, mm-hmm. talking about Erin, um, I gave her her first run at doing her own timeline with a couple after we did a planning meeting. And she said, oh, I, feel, I felt this would be more detailed. And I said, absolutely not. That's not how I work. And I'm glad that you're asking that question mm-hmm. because vendors do not like that. They want a general – they already have their detailed yeah. timeline. They want our master to be very like, at this time, this is when this is happening. At this time, not all these minute... That's our backlog. That's our back timeline for the vendors ourselves. So yeah, that's where I start. I really ask like, what is most important to you? What moments do you really want a part of that day? Because as far as cocktail hour and ceremony time, I just need when they want their ceremony time and I can build off of everything else. And then I basically work through that with them. And if I'm just coordinating, and even if I'm wedding planning... I don't send my timeline until a month prior to the weddings because most of the vendors, photographers, videographers, officiants, uh, photo booth, like uh, most vendors do not come back around until about 45 days prior to the wedding. Right. Um, And that's just to get their questionnaire filled out, Mm -hmm. their last minute details. And then they have a master timeline to work off of. But then I send it all to the vendors and they can say, hey, Ashley, we changed this, blah, blah, blah just so that I can revise it. And I'm all about working with my vendors. I am not that coordinator that fights back and says, no, this is what we planned. I'm all about like, no, this is a team. This is a team to get this day to be perfect. So I'm all about changing that. So yeah, that's how I kind of start it. I really base it off couples needs and then uh, ceremony time. And then I really run with it. In the moments that they want. Some want first look with dad, some don't. Some want first right. look with bridesmaids, some don't. Some don't want a lot of detail shots in the morning so Hannah's not getting there until like 12, one o'clock to do right. some detail shots and a few like clinks of a mimosa. Um, it right. really is – everybody's different.
0: So I
1: yeah.
0: I should probably just tell you this now. When we were at that tasting last weekend, which <laughs> yeah. your vendors don't usually when we say we attended a tasting, the planner does, but like the for this was a brand new thing for this venue. They invited all their preferred venues yes. to come to their couple's tasting. So when I'm saying I the photographer attended a tasting, this was a first for me in 10 years. So like your photographer's not supposed to be at your tasting. Um, but we got to meet four <laughs> of our couples. So just so you know. I sent them my questionnaire that usually doesn't go out till four weeks before their wedding because most of them had already said they did a preliminary timeline planning meeting with you. And so I was like, okay, well, you can have your questionnaire if you'd like it. And they all wanted it early. So if they come at you with the photography timeline, that's why. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, I love it. I'm like all the timelines. I'm like, give me every timeline you have. I just love the cohesiveness and jive in everybody's timelines together. That's like my favorite, honestly. But that
0: doesn't always happen. Couples, if you have a planner who is going to write your timeline, please have them like get in touch with your vendors because – I've said it before, last year was a wild year that I would do my timeline planning with my couple because I they never told me they had a planner, and I don't find out who their vendors are until they f- fill out that questionnaire with their times. So I'm finding out four weeks or less uh, before the wedding that they have a planner who may have already done this stuff, and then it kind of like overlaps, and it doesn't always overlap well. Um because there's right. been no community. So just let your photographers or vendors or videographers know if you have a planner so that they can work with them and not create extra work for you as the couple. Um Exactly. But yeah, I
1: completely agree.
0: About the like the to the minute timeline stuff. You don't want to do that because I found that I I absolutely can follow a two-minute timeline. Like if you tell me at 3.13 family formals need to start, you better believe at absolutely. 3.12 and 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, we have – but what that ends up doing for the type A bride or groom is that they are also watching the clock and when things start to fall behind, which they do at every wedding at some point in the day, they panic.
1: Yes, and that happened to me at a December wedding. It was like full on panic and I had to go in there and say, okay, let's sa, let's breathe. Yeah, Things happen. Like we're going to fall a little bit behind yeah. the timeline. And sure enough, we were exactly where we needed to be. Yeah. Her going to her room to refresh 30 minutes right. before the ceremony. And so she's like, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, it's okay. It's a big yeah. day. It, But right. once again, when you do that to the minute, that's what you're right. you're going to get that stress with it.
0: And I think if you're a timeline-oriented person in general, you should hire vendors who are also timeline-oriented because nothing stresses me out more than when my couple is timeline-oriented and they've hired vendors that are very, like, lazy, fair, lax, which is fine. But when they're like, yeah, if we get to the reception late, we get to the reception late and they're not hustling to get their service done, but the couple wants to get to their reception on time there starts to be like a clash of personalities and there's only so much oh, for us sure. people can do to kind of cushion that. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Then your vibes are all off and everybody's kind of like yeah. rushing and then the, the you are just kind of like <laughs> dee, 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 So this is a good question for you that I had. So I always look at it the perspective of like, okay, I I do keep photographer and videographer in mind because they need their mm-hmm. shots. Um, before and after ceremony, but what is like your biggest advice to a couple, say like when you're first meeting them or say they like have an email that they send you, they're like, hey, I'm getting ready to meet with my planner. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be doing a master timeline. What should I keep in Mm -hmm. mind for photos, like for photo to make sure I'm on time for the photos that you want, that I want for you to capture on that day?
0: So that was actually something I was going to ask you because I always tell my couples, Are you doing a first look? That's the first question I ask them because whether or not they opt to do a first look is going to pretty much dictate the whole center of the day. I don't like. I don't get to see other photographers' galleries, so you'll have to tell me. Do most photographers do bride or groom by themselves, bride or groom with each member of the bridal party, and then groups? Is that pretty standard? Okay.
1: That's pretty standard.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So I assumed it was. But then I also wonder, how do these photographers do it when the couple doesn't do a first look so everything goes after the ceremony? How are they fitting in family formals, bride or groom by themselves, bride or groom with each bridal party member, full bridal party groups, and bridegroom formals in an hour? Like I move fast and I still can't figure out how people get it done. I, I don't I don't I, I don't know. But that's where the first look comes in because with me, <clears throat> ask them whether or not they're doing a first look. And then if they're not doing a first look, you know, I always do bride or groom by themselves individually separately before the ceremony. So that we only have to do yes. a full bridal party together. After yes. the ceremony, because we still have to do family and we still have to do bridegroom formals.
1: And that's what I see the most of. They literally, almost all of the photographers I work with, they get the bride shots, bride with bridesmaid shots, group yeah. shots of bride and bridesmaids, and then the same exact thing for groom side. I almost see all of that completed, and that's almost in all of my timelines to start okay. that. The guys start a little bit later than the girls, yeah. um, obviously because they don't need as much time. Right. Um, but yeah, I see that's standard across the board. Um, okay. The only time I don't see it like that is, once again, if they're doing a first look and private vows and all of that right. prior to. Then it kind of shifts a little bit, which is good because we just have more time for pictures. Right. I also ask my couples, are you a picture person? Like, do our pictures, mm. do you live and die by your pictures? Or are you like, I want my pictures to be great. That's why I hired Hannah, but I'm not like obsessed with doing like a thousand to five thousand pictures. And I'm like, okay, perfect. That's actually good to know because Hannah's gonna be really great about getting great shots of you, but not doing like you you're not wanting ten thousand photos of this one shot of you cuz some I mean I'm sure you run into that worse that it's going to take time if they want multiple options of a certain yeah stance or shot or pose or family formal or something like that
0: I find too that no matter what my couple answers to those kind of questions, I still end up covering about the same amount of stuff because you have the laid back couples that say, no, that's not important, but any more than you roll into a wedding day and the friends are reminding her, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. We did this at this wedding. We did this at my wedding. And it ends up compiling more pictures anyway. Or you have the couples that are like, yes, I have this entire Pinterest board, and I have a whole list of photos that I want you to get, (laughs) but then they don't actually realize how much energy uh, and all parties go into getting those photos done, and they end up tiring out and saying no. Yes. We talked about this
1: before. Like, yeah, those are styled shoots almost all the time when you see that on Pinterest. Those are styled shoots. I think it's fine to do a couple, absolutely, but that can't be your whole gallery. Right. And you have these styled shoots.
0: Yes. And you have these styled shoots with like these beautiful table spreads and you have the bride and groom like leaning on the table and it all looks so perfect. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're going to have to sneak you past all the guests. The staff and catering staff are going to be in the background of your photos because they are putting stuff on the table and getting champagne glasses filled there's salt and pepper shakers there's sugar in equal packets there's like in reality (laughs) the energy and time that has to go into that one picture to mimic a style and I'll do it you know I like I can't say it enough If, if my couple wants it my couple gets it Absolutely. But I don't think most people realize in real life. It, it's the typical social media, like what you see on social media versus reality. We should do a whole series on that. Because we getting should. some of those photos. Yes. Oh, it's wild.
1: Well, that's why I always um when I'm doing like venue tastings like the one we were just at. Uh, when, some of the venues like to preset salads. Why just let everybody know if you're doing a first yeah. look of the reception, your photographer cannot take out every single preset no. salad, and you will see a yeah. sea of green. Um, in in salad, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So it's, that's just the that's just yeah. the truth of it all. So that's why having a coordinator and a planner sometimes is great because yeah. they remind you of these things. Oh no, like I didn't think about my salad being there because the venue once again. Is set on what the venue needs to do to be completely successful and execute your yes. your dinner function as best they can. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, we love timelines. Mm. So let's start. At the, um, can we start at the yeah. beginning of the day? Like, yeah, let's do how, it. I love it. Ooh, what about rehearsal? Can we do rehearsal actually? Because I know wow, you. Yeah, because that's do where that you, that you start. No, I don't do rehearsal. Yeah. So I do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so honest. When I look at planners packages or coordinators packages, and I do not see the rehearsal included, it's an add on. I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Like you literally are there to Mm -hmm. execute their ceremony. That's what most people want a coordinator for at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They have a DJ that can absolutely get them in or a band that can absolutely get them into the room. Um, It's more of like, I want that person with me through the day. So I include rehearsals in all of my packages because that just makes the most sense to me. Uh, so rehearsal day, if the venue is allowing you to come in, I'll even start at, you know, 10 a.m. Most venues allow you in at 10 a.m. If they allow you in at the day before to say early setup, up, early decorate, I'll start at that moment. Um, so I usually just put like early setup from like 10 a.m. To like 3 p.m. Because at 3, you really should be heading back to freshen up yeah. for rehearsal. Rehearsals usually happen between 4 and 6 p.m. Every once in a while, I have a morning rehearsal, which is really fun. But those are very rare. Very rare.
0: That sounds stressful. So usually – I don't want to do that. I, <laughs> I don't want my couples no that. No more morning rehearsals. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Um, morning rehearsals are, are very interesting, just a little bit different. Um, but most of them start at 5 o'clock. That's like the most average picked time. Hmm. Um, you do have to check in with your venue, but if you have a planner coordinator, they've already done that. Uh, They actually send your venue coordinator the timeline that says, hey, we're planning on doing a rehearsal at this time. I have had venues that say, yeah, it's no problem. And then we get there and the venue isn't available. Once again, great that you have a – yeah, it's happened a couple of times to me, which is like it's nobody's fault. It's sometimes the venue coordinator – like it's a venue. They're going to book that venue if it's going to benefit them and give them – you know. Revenue, So um, it's one of those things that like I just have to figure out, okay, where can we do a great rehearsal that's kind of near where their venue is so that we're still walking in at the same place because that's really where the the disconnect happens is like where am I walking from, where am I walking to, where am I walking out of.
0: When am I walking? Um, So,
1: yeah, all those things. So Especially the kids. um,
0: Kids need to practice.
1: Yes. Kids definitely need to practice. They're already (laughs) nervous. They're like, what am I doing? I had the best. I know we said like we had some funnies with Flower Girls and Ring Bears this past year in 2023, but man, I had some really cute ones. Um, They were like on it, superstars. So anyways, usually 5 o'clock, coordinator gets there about 15 to 30 minutes prior. Rehearsal starts at 5. Rehearsal for me is only 30 minutes to 45 minutes because I'm super time effective and I get it done efficient. Mm -hmm. I do a process in, efficient does what he needs to do. We do a recess out. I ask everybody how they feel. And usually everybody's like, we're good. Um, or some are like, oh, I just want to do it one more time. Absolutely. Right. I think two times you feel really good and its muscle memory by that point. So then you head on to rehearsal dinner, um, which usually is around 6, 630. And then some will do a welcome party that usually starts around eight o'clock. And then I say no later for Um, bride and groom or groom and groom or bride and bride or couple, whoever it may be, that you need to start heading back towards your room for some sleep at 10, 30, 11. Because you got a long day ahead of you. I do. I'm like, you are going to regret. (laughs) You're going to regret this moment. I've had so many grooms like so hungover, so hungover.
0: So our wedding in December, um, he posted, remember I texted you that morning, he posted on Instagram like rehearsal dinner, check, hangover, check. And I'm like, no, (laughs) but it was fine. Uh, When I saw him, I'm like, were you serious about the hangover? And he's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I'm like, you don't look it or act at all. So it all worked out. But yes, don't be, don't get wasted on your rehearsal dinner night because, oh, Some people, yeah, like, I know, it's hard to because
1: you're having a good time, but yes, I
0: know. Wait, save that for the reception. We'll,
1: we'll get the good film coverage and, and photo coverage, please. Oh, okay. Yes. Morning of the wedding. Well, let's you what dive happened? into the wedding. I'll let you dive into. Okay, you want me to start? You start. Well,
0: yeah, because I'm not there yet.
1: <laughs> you're not. I'm not yeah, Hannah's at 6 is like
0: seven a.m.
1: <laughs> so the first two arrive is your hair and makeup. I usually have them starting at either seven or eight, depending on how big your bridal party is. If you have a six person or more, they have to start at 7 a.m. If you have a six, per like five person or less, you're looking at eight or nine, depending on when your ceremony time is. This is like gearing up for ceremony times, 3.30, 4 or 4.30, um, which are the most typical times. Four and 4.30 are the mm-hmm. most average picked times for ceremony. So hair and makeup's there. Uh, and then it's pretty much just hanging out, relaxing. Your coordinator usually arrives around 10, 10.30. Uh, they check on both couple uh, and see how they're going, how's it getting ready. Usually the guys are literally just hanging out, sitting around, playing pool, watching TV. They're relaxed. The girls are like a full-on get-ready mode. Um, and then coordinator's heading to a reception site and ceremony site for details. Uh, and details are your miscellaneous like menu cards, uh, place cards, signage, uh, cookie table setup and restock. Those are what your coordinator is doing day of, uh, and then then starts to filter in the other vendors. So usually between like 11 to t- 1, because I have everything, 11, 11, 30. I see the most 11, 30, and 12 for most photographers yeah. and videographers. Um, florist as well. Florist comes in usually around 10, 30, 11. Um, to come in and do their decor if they're allowed in the night before florists usually come the night before and then they come and do finishing touches um in the morning between like that 10 30 through one Makes uh sense. hannah literally is the best she always texts me she's like photographers arrived and like i never get that and it's because we're both close really? but sometimes i no, no i, do I never do manners. it's not just you no never no i never get that if, except if, from you
0: I know there's a planner. I save their number in my phone like when I first reach and contact them. I yeah. always, maybe planners think I'm crazy. Do you think they do? No. I sometimes <laughs> don't even get a response. And I'm just like, photographers oh have God. arrived. I don't know. I, I, know, I, like, I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, half of them don't. I don't
1: know. Maybe I should stop. But no, no, I, even I started love it. Letting
0: you track me.
1: Yeah, I, I was like, Shayana, I need to know where you are because I bring drinks when you're off site. <laughs> For the couple because, like, you need a drink. Yeah. Yes. For the – I'm giving Hannah a shot. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs)
0: No. Oh, my God. Um, I could use a bottle of water then. No, you know I bring my own.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I usually bring the couple a drink because they need one by that point. They've been doing photos for a while, but that's why we started tracking. But anyways, usually it's so nice. I usually don't know the photographers arrived. I usually have to go around the time that I think they're going to be there. And then I'm like, oh, hi. How are you? How's everything going? That's, like, another recheck that a coordinator does to make sure everything is going on schedule, makeup's almost finished, because I'll be honest with you, the biggest deterrent in timeline is hair and makeup. So that's Mm -hmm. what I always have high recommendations for hair and makeup because I know who gets it done and does a great job Mm-hmm. And we're back on schedule. So I that is where a- I'll let you take over. No, but I not
0: to interrupt you. I that's going to be next yeah. episode's womp. Remind me, hair and makeup. Remind okay. me because it it wasn't actually the hair and makeup's fault, but it put us so far behind. So next episode, oh, womp. No, anyhow. So yes, yeah, so now Ashley has caught up to me. So I on average start anywhere from like eleven a.m. to one p.m. and that is just based on. The hourly coverage that my couple has purchased, I do 8, 9, 10 hours. You can build off of that, but no one usually needs more than 10 hours. 8 to 9 is my average of what couples want. So I start anywhere between 11 and 1 usually. We decide that based on their expectation, their wants and needs, you know, yes. some really want the beginning of the day stuff covered, lots of details, lots of morning prep. Maybe the men are going golfing. Maybe the men are watching football and they want like a lot of those moments covered and they don't want a lot of open dance floor reception. I've had some brides say like, girl, I am a mess when I drink and I thoroughly intend to drink and I don't necessarily want that covered. And then I have other couples <laughs> they are like, no, it is going to be some kind of party. And we want you there, so getting down, yeah, yeah. We curate the timeline based on what my couple wants. No wedding timeline for me is the same, and on average, I roll out nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. But again, my couples can add hours. We can change things however it wants to go. Um, What do you do with Catholic weddings, like when it comes to hair and makeup? Because some of those Catholic weddings start at twelve.
1: I know. They start so early. So that's a 7 a.m. hair and makeup, especially yeah. if you have a big – oh, yeah. Uh, I never really have to. The earliest earlier. I ever had was – I know, most do. But honestly, it's still 7 a.m. Um, even with my big bridal parties, I it's just more hmm. hair and makeup. So you might find you having a little bit more cost because they're going to bring more people more for hair people. and makeup.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, they really won't start earlier. They're just going to add more people. So the average hair and makeup team is like literally two people doing hair and two people doing makeup. That's yeah. average for like a wedding. That's a Catholic ceremony. That's like at twelve thirty or one. I've been honestly though, the Catholic Church has really been like giving some really great leniencies. That it's not starting to like two. I have a lot of two o'clock. I've noticed
0: that too, but I also noticed that because the Catholic Church has gotten smaller over the years, that some have like a church just dedicated to weddings. Have you ran into that yet? No. So I did a wedding in north, like north of Pittsburgh, um, and I, you know, the question I always ask when we're doing timelines for a Catholic wedding is. What about confession? When's and mass? mass? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Confession. What and time mass, do we yep. need to get out
0: of there? Um, and they said, Oh, you don't have to. This is the wedding church. I said, Excuse me. And they said, Yeah. They said we have two <laughs> churches. Um, one is just for weddings. That way we don't run into that anymore. And they do like one, three, five o'clock weddings. And then the other church is the church, uh, where people so they don't have to separate those out and they don't have to worry about it, which was great.
1: Nice. I don't have yeah. that at all. In fact, I still run into we got to get this going because we have Confession yeah. and Mass. Like, they, we have to start right on time. If it's even a minute late, the priest is yes. looking at me like, what yes. is going on? Yes. So, Photographer too. That's they- cool. Where's that yeah. church? Uh, Butler, Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> if you, oh yeah. Uh, but no. So back to me. So I arrive, and of course, I I always text the planners, which apparently I'm not required to, but I'm still gonna. And I also text the couple and let them know like boots are on the ground. I am where I need to be, and because usually I peek in on the reception hall. You've seen me do that. I always peek on in on the reception hall. I yes. want to see where the head table is. Do they have a sweetheart table? Do they have a, a head table? Um, I don't always get to go to the reception, but um, um, if it's in the same location close to getting ready, I always stop because I I need to get my bearings straight in case we run into a timeline issue where I have to roll into that reception running. I know where to pop my lights up because I know you know what door they're going to come in. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still froggy. And I- It's
1: okay. <laughs> I know, I can't.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I have allergies, people. Every episode, I am coughing. and I'm just like this 24-7-365. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I- I like to get my bearings straight and see the reception. Sometimes I'll drop some of my extra equipment that I know I only need for receptions. Um, and then, did I say text videographer? I text videographer yes. and let them you know text videographer. what because I, I try not mm-hmm. to do anything without the videographer. So if they are arriving around the same time, I'm like, hey, I'm heading to the girls' suite. You may want to come because they might be doing stuff and. A lot of the times people wait to do things, um, pop champagne, whatever it may be, until the photographer gets there. And sometimes it happens so fast. So I always, common courtesy, try to text the videographer and be like, hey, I'm rolling into the girl's suite. Like, if you want me to tell them, don't do anything. And a lot of the times they're like, we'll just get what we get. Or they literally walk in with me. Um, I always have my brides get all their details ready. Shoes, invitation, yep. rings, jewelry, yes. all the things. Um, and my assistant will start laying that out. Dress. Please steam your dresses ahead of time, ladies. Um, we can't be steaming dresses right before you're about ready to walk down the aisle. There's so many things that can go wrong with no. that.
1: No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we
0: need to get those steamed. And so yeah. I will do all that. And while I'm doing detail shots, my second shooter is getting like mingling, candid, hair, makeup, whatever it may be. I am always watching a timeline. I don't know. I would love to be a fly in the wall with laid back photographers. Like I want to learn from them because I feel like I'm just constantly checking my watch.
1: See, I don't. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like we all are checking our watches for sure. And I see that with, I was going to say, I don't have too many laid back photographers.
0: Maybe that's a thing of the past. I, even when like- weddings have become so big.
1: Yeah, because I was like – earlier in my career, absolutely. Like I felt like photographers just kind of came in there, shot what they needed to shoot and get out of there. And they weren't really – their timelines weren't detailed. Right. Other than just like when they were taking certain moments and that was it. It wasn't like a full day. So I feel like even my ones that I've told you before that I like don't hear from and I'm like, hello, radio silence. Right. And I'm worried that they're too like relaxed. They still – Like, the one I had that I thought was I was going to be, like, pulling along Mm -hmm. the whole day, she was on it, intense, ready to go. Like, it was – I didn't have any of that. I haven't had any of that in the past couple years, honestly.
0: I think social media probably has a lot to do that, too, because now there's such a high expectation on the photo galleries and what's going to be in the photo galleries and their expectations of what they're going to – see photographed and finished. So I think that we ha- yes. we don't have a choice anymore. Like we have to keep people on the ball. And then while I'm doing that stuff, usually you roll in, say hello, just make sure we're like getting ready to get in the dress, do all the things. Yes. Um, if the couple has opted for a first look, we're kind of pushing the men if we have men, if we have grooms. Um, Sometimes my second shooters run over. Usually it's me because I like to photograph everything myself if I can. I also like them to see my face. They know me from the engagement session. It kind of chills them in a way to know like photographers here most of my couples hire me for the timeline planning this um so they know that I'll keep them on you know board and a lot of the times for first look couples I put the couple in my car and then I have my assistant drive the other individual or the videographer I'll check with them ahead of time and be like hey when we go to first look can you drive the groom or the bride and then if they agree agree to that ahead of time we have a plan because I find that if I can just put them in my car they can't get lost. They can't procrastinate. They can't stop <laughs> and talk to Aunt you know, Aunt Sally and Uncle Ted who just arrived and are checking in and want to hug and kiss them and all the things and they don't want to be rude and now we're like 20 minutes behind type of thing. Um, I like to go ahead and get the first look started and then you know I always like to arrange the trolley to or the limo or whatever to roll around and pick up the bridal party about 15, 20 minutes after that first look time so that by the time we're wrapping up first look bridal party has arrived and is kind of in queue on standby. Yes. My assistant will run and get the bridal party. We'll get bridal party done, bridegroom formals. And at that point, you're usually like, hey, how we doing? Can we wrap up and go to ceremony? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's like literally perfect. That's exactly what I do. Like after first look, it's literally they're getting on that trolley or that shuttle and they it's about 15 minutes into the first look. That way, they arrive right there for photographer and videographer to go right into bridal party right. photos, and then more shots of um, the couple.
0: And then if they're not right doing on. a first look, right? If they're not doing a first look, you know, and I kind of skipped over getting dressed and photos of that, but I, that's a given. We have to get dressed. We have to, you know, to take yes. photos of that. Yes. Um. But after everyone's gotten dressed, if they're not doing a first look, um, depending on whether we have bridegroom, whoever we have, I will take them out individually, separately, so they don't see each other. Do individual photos of bride, individual photos of groom, then with each bridal party member, and then group photos of that side of the bridal party so that the only bridal party photos that we have to do after the ceremony is everyone together because then we have the couple together and now they've seen each other for the ceremony. Uh, Yes. 30 minutes before the ceremony is what I standard like to have for like refresh. They can go to the bathroom. They can get a drink of water. I need time to set up. I found that a lot of videographers, especially new videographers, like a lot more time to set up audio. So that's always something that we have to discuss ahead of time. Like, are we going to split off before the ceremony? Do you want to stay together at all times? And how much time do you need to set up things for the ceremony? What do you like? What? How much yes. cushion do you like before the ceremony?
1: I usually do for vendors to get down there about a half an hour. Like, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, to at 30 minutes you you arrive to where you're freshening up mm-hmm. where vendors can then break off mm-hmm. and go to ceremony um because that's more than enough time for them to get upstairs and you all to get set up um and honestly if we're doing on if we're at a venue where we're not having to travel for photos anywhere right we're already just there and then my vendors just bra- like break off however they want to um to to go grab pre-ceremony shots uh, I'll be honest with you, a lot of guests that go to ceremonies, especially outdoor ceremonies, they are not seated until about 15 minutes before the ceremony. That's why half an hour is a great time because most of the time, vendors can get shots of just the ceremony and the decor right. completely, right. you know, with no guests sit- right. sitting down.
0: And a lot of the times, you know, when we get backed up on timeline or we have issues or whatever, we fall behind. If I can't get a clear ceremony shot before the ceremony, I'm gonna (laughs) cough. I will. I started to laugh. I wasn't (laughs) laughing, people. I was laughing at myself. Um, I. You can always get it after the ceremony, but you need to remember. There's been so many times I tell my assistant, like I can't get a clear shot now, but remind me afterwards. And some of our favorite florists will just sit there, and they're like, Hannah will tell us when we can take the flowers because a lot of times you're transitioning. (laughs) Even you, the planner, is transitioning the ceremony flowers over to the reception flowers, but. Circling back, one thing you said about travel that people don't consider, a lot of my couples are GPSing locations. Like it takes this much time to get from the, the hotel where we're getting ready to the ceremony and this much time from ceremony to photo location and this much time from photo location to reception. They forget to add five or 10 minutes. Like they're just looking at the yes. GPS time like, oh, it takes twenty minutes to drive from point A to point B. That's fine. But once you're dressed up and you have big dresses and bouquets and all the things, I always say add five, 10 minutes if you can for like in and out of car. Yes. And I know people are like, it doesn't take yes. me that long to get in and out of the car. I'm like, you have no idea how long it actually takes to get like a 14 Ooh, yeah. person, 20 person bridal party. In and out of oh, yeah. transportation into photo
1: locations. So add – Cushion. And I forgot my bouquet and I forgot my purse yeah. and I forgot my phone. And like it's – there's a million things that happen yeah. when you're trying to get on that shuttle. Yeah. I agree. So, definitely. That's – I always – since I write the timelines, I guess I don't ever say that to them because I just already put it in there knowing right. that it's going to be – five to ten depending on what venue you're on right. you're at but for
0: people who don't have a planner or a photographer who will write their timelines because not all photographers are going to write timelines they're going to expect you to write the timeline and send it to them and yes. that's what they're going to follow make sure not only are you accounting for travel but five to ten minutes on each side of that travel so if it takes 30 minutes to get to a location you want to plan 40 to 45 minutes for in and out of car yes and, all the and
1: things. yes 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 yeah.
0: So family formals, from a planner perspective, family formals before the ceremony or after the ceremony?
1: Um, After the ceremony. The reason I feel that way is because you are going to miss Grandpa Joe, mm-hmm. Uncle Norbert.
0: <laughs> you're going to miss Norbert?
1: those. <laughs> I love that name, Norbert. <laughs> is
0: that um, a real name? You're going to
1: miss... <laughs> don't <make me> laugh. <laughs> i think so but it's a little outdated but like i love an outdated name um so
0: they're like not there yet
1: they're not getting <laughs> i don't know anybody named norbert but i'm gonna find okay. somebody wait right. the what was that movie with eddie murphy um uh I don't was, yeah it'll i come know what to you're me.
0: talking about it's not i don't think that's norbert it'll come to me okay, okay carry on family mm-hmm. formals uncle ted in his wheelchair
1: yeah. Right. So they're not going to arrive until like right before the ceremony. So you're going to miss right. them and you're going to have to do family formals right. anyway again after the ceremony. So I just always say there's a couple of like parent pictures that you want prior to. I think sure. Why not? Then you can get maybe some of those out of the way. But I think it's just going to be frustration for the photographer and for you all in bridal party and family if they're doing family formals literally twice. Right. And that's, and that's the twice
0: thing. I shout out to my May couple last year who made family formals work prior to the ceremony. And I was like, firm, like, we should not do this. It hardly ever works. And they were like, we did it for my brother's wedding and it worked. And it did work. It, like, everyone was where they needed to be. And it was, and I, I I would have bet good money that it wasn't going to work because it never works, but it did for that couple. So I don't want to say it's a fail every single time. But in all these years of weddings, I would say I can think of two weddings that it actually worked. And it only works if you do a first look because you're not going to be together, the couple, in family formals if you haven't done a first look because you can't see each other prior to the ceremony. So if you don't do a first look, yes. don't do family formals prior to the ceremony. It is, it is a waste of time and pointless for us to do them before just to turn around and have to do them again with you guys yes. together afterwards. And like you said, even if you tell people to be there early for the ceremony, most people don't process why they need to be there early. And they're like, she told me to be there at 2.30 and the ceremony doesn't start till three 30. They're going to roll in at 3. 3.15 yes. anyways, because they don't get it. Again, some families yes. will, but I highly recommend you just do family formals afterwards. Everyone's going to make it to your ceremony. Even if they come to your ceremony late,
1: they're going to be there at the end. So you have it for media. sure will. Yes, you have everyone. Yeah, I was going to say that's yeah. only like certain like exceptions to that rule is like I would say if you have a smaller immediate family and you just know that you're all together all the time, yeah. that's where it would work. Right. But other than that, I would say 98% of my weddings, it always makes sense to do family formals after the ceremony.
0: And you're still running into hair and makeup issues and dress issues and we need a safety pin and zippers have blown and the shoes are not correct or the shoes are hurting the feet or the flower girl is napping. And I'm telling you that most of the time something comes up that we still have to do family formals afterwards.
1: Yes yes and yes i agree 100 percent. it always is the case that you're having to grab more after um already having done them and then you're gonna so, have the uncles
0: that are gonna pop up oh oh my god my ear my ear pod, did you see that it fell right <laughs> off um is
1: having a day
0: again like this is this is real life no filter necessary i'm not editing any of this out um you're gonna have the aunts and uncles that want photos. When it comes to grandparents, we always photograph them. When it comes to immediate family—mom's, dad's, step parents, step siblings—hi, Pasha. Um, she already was starting. She's like, "Hello, I am the queen." She's gonna lick your mic and um, aunts, uncles. We are going to tread lightly, and it's going to be based on the timeline. I am a firm believer that it's very rare that you get everyone together all dressed up and happy and ready to for their photos. So if we get the opportunity to photograph aunts and uncles, absolutely let's do it. However, let's just plan for it ahead if you think you're going to have an aunt that insists on photos, whether or not you want to, because they're going to insist. And in the moment, we can't be rude and say no, so we're going to do it anyway. So just plan for it. Um, that way everyone's yes, and ready. Yes.
1: Yes. I always say ask those family members that you know, like insert themselves mm-hmm. and are like, I need this photo. Like I had, I think it was like a stepmom or a step, I can't remember what it was, but they were like, wait, I want this family photo of like yeah. my children and you. And so just communicate okay. so that you know, and you can just include that in your okay. shot list for your photographer. Right. Um, that way that they're just prepared for that. And I always say, even if you have a bad relationship
0: with someone or and you just generally don't want that photo, if you know it's going to cause problems and you're going to have to hear about it at Christmas Eve for the rest of your life, just take the photo that way do it. You, you have yeah. it. You don't even have to look at it. You don't have to do anything with it, but that person will have it and they'll never be able to say to you, well, you wouldn't take a picture with me on your wedding day. And if you have a great family that gets along, I'm happy for you, but you wouldn't believe the family drama that ensues over family pictures at a wedding. It's oh, yeah. wild. It is It is
1: literally wild. The it's wild. It's the wild, wild west.
0: The The other wild thing west. is, is yeah. that I always, you know, when I sit down with my couples, I always ask, you know, like, who are your brothers and sisters? Give me their names. And they do. And I always say, are they married? And if they say no, I say, do they have a significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance that's going to be there? And a lot of the times people will be like, yeah. But they've only been dating about six weeks and we don't love them and i always say okay Well, what we do in Hannah Barler Photography World is we include them, but we include them on the end. So I always build up the family formals. Couple first, parents beside them, siblings on the end, and then siblings, spouses, significant others, cousins, you know, like whoever – I said cousins. We're not marrying our cousins. I need more coffee. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Way to okay. make us really West Virginia in this town. Oh, so okay, siblings okay. – so. Couple, parents, siblings, and then their significant others, not cousins, significant others. Whether they're married or not, we put them on the end. I don't care if they've been in the family for six whole weeks. What happens if in three or four years they get married and you were the ones that, oh, we're not in your wedding photos because you wouldn't include me. It's an easy crop. Right. It's also, I remove them. You've seen me do this. I always take that picture and then I make the joke and I'm like, okay, who in this group is not legally married into the family? And that girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever it is will raise their hand. I'm like, all right, sorry, you got to go for the next one. So now we have a photo with them. And we have a photo without them. So whether or not they stick around, you allowed that photo to happen and no one can use it against you in the future. I'm looking out for you
1: couples. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so smart. Like I can't tell you how many times I've run into, I'm so upset. Like my brother just started dating someone Mm -hmm. and he is adamant that they are there and they're in the pictures. It's sad, but that's families, and I think that's really smart that you do that because I have to sometimes message the photographer like, hey, why don't you try one without and just them and just say something like, oh, only family now or something like that so that they know to step out of that picture.
0: And I always – what happens like – half the time too is that I've met with a couple and I've said okay your brother's girlfriend Carly I don't know I'm making it up Carly um let's include Carly for one and then we'll remove her cuz she's not married in and then we'll just do one without and the couple's like yeah that's a great idea so I'm calling out and I'm like I need the parents and and the brother and Carly and they're like oh Carly was supposed to be in the picture she went to cocktail hour and then Carly doesn't even end up in the pictures but it was nice that <laughs> right. we tried to include her it's the gesture yes um it is the gesture And then at that point, we are rushing. If we are in a Catholic church, like you said, the priest has been standing behind us most of the time. We make friends, and we they know I'm I'm going to be out when I said I was going to be out. I try to be out at least a minute early if I can. Um, in the Catholic Church, people are rolling in for confession. They're sitting in the pews. They're watching us. They're waiting. Um, so we're out of there. At any other kind of uh, church wedding, same thing. We're just trying to get out of there and be respectful because you know the cleaning staff and whatnot need to go through. Outdoor weddings, we're just trying to get out of there so that you and the florist or whoever can switch over ceremony. A lot of the times that stuff goes to cocktail hour or reception or whatever it may be, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't see that part, I'm guessing, because I see the same flowers that were at the ceremony (laughs) at the reception. But to be clear, I'm not there for that because I, at this point, am whisking the couple away.
1: Yeah. So that's where usually you're like, okay, couple's my focus. We're headed off to do our own thing and then it's like game time for me and my crew and all the other vendors. Usually florists come back to get all the florals retrieved from ceremony to move them into reception. Um, Almost always ceremony pieces are repurposed in the reception site for cost effectiveness. Um, All the bouquets, unless they want to walk in with them, usually bride um, or a couple wants to walk in with them, but bridal party usually does not. And those are usually on the head table to add like that floral element. Okay. So I will take them, um, from them during cocktail hour. Almost always bridal party is heading to cocktail hour while photographer and videographer are taking couple away. Um, right, and, and then party. family we're is that we're co- co- taking, we're well, yeah. Taking bridal so bridal party yeah. Bridal party will usually come too, but sometimes I've had where they don't, they'll go for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then they're back to the venue site for cocktail hour just because then the focus is on getting the rest of the shots of the couple. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed part one of this series. I am
0: recording this after the fact to remind you that next week there will be a part two. We are going to pick up right where we left off with receptions. We will cover Q&A and all that good stuff. So thanks for listening. Have a great day.